There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Are you sure you're diagnosing it correctly? Uh, no, I'm not. So I'm not a paid engineer. <laughs> Time to send an email. Right. Morning, guys. Welcome back. Happy Friday. Yeah. How you doing? Doing okay. It was one of those mornings. Can I get out of bed? Can I really get out of bed? I'm glad you Am did, I though. sure I can get out of bed? Jen's been doing a lot of heavy breathing over there as well. <laughs> Have I been panting this morning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, since she's been oh, here, God. she said to me, did you get that done? Did you finish that project? Nope. And nope. And I'm leaving for vacation in five hours. So I'm and glad we, you reminded me. And we know what happens when you leave on vacation. The phone goes in a vault. Yeah, I don't turn you it on. You're unreachable. Right. Except for when he sends us the pictures of him and his later hosen. That design. is coming happening. Mm-hmm. That's I, happening. I did Google yesterday. What type of shirt do you wear with later hosen? Is it just a white button up? You're supposed to wear a traditional Bavarian shirt. Mm. So besides mm. the later hosen, how many changes of clothes do you have for this trip? Because you're going to be gone, what? Seven days, eight yeah. days, something like that. Yeah. I have a shirt for every day, underwear for every day, socks mm-hmm. for every day. I got a couple pair of shorts, a couple pair of pants, a couple dress shirts for... Potential Fancy. dinner options. Good, good, good. Nice. All right. Now, are you and taking throwaway underwear? Uh, there are two pairs that will not be coming home. <laughs> good. So you don't have to take a blazer? There's nothing, like, officially oh God, nice? No. Nothing yeah. fancy. Do you own a blazer? I own two blazers. Wow. It was when Old Navy nice. had their end of the year sale. He picked up <laughs> both black and tan. They don't offer that there. <laughs> I'm <laughs> He's kidding. looked. $2, yeah. $2 tank tops. Yep. <laughs> so you fly into D.C., change planes, and then you go nonstop to uh, Munich Berlin. or Berlin. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How exciting. I know. You got to be excited. I'm excited for you. You couldn't? I wouldn't be able to either, especially. burning right now. But that's good, though, so you can sleep on the plane. Yeah. That's the weird thing, though, is, like, when you go from the States to Europe, like, the overnight, like, that's your night of sleep. Yeah. Because when you get off the plane, it's it's tomorrow. Yeah, you land in the morning. What time does your plane land in Berlin? Like 7.30. Yeah. In the morning. And you're expected. You got to power through. I was going to say, you're expected to just be like, woohoo! We're here for the day. Let's Let's go. go. Yeah. I recommend a nice, you know, just get right in there with the alcohol as soon as you get there. Mm-hmm. I've got some melatonins. i got a <laughs> potential Benadryl if needed. Whatever nice. it takes. There you, you know, go. I think we'll be all right. Do you have any noise-canceling headphones or earpieces in case you get stuck near a screaming whatever? I do have headphones, yeah. Good. So, so. you're good to go then, right? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll let you know that I got there safe. Good. Don't forget yeah. your extra charger. 
Yes, yeah. just text Fran and then Fran will text us. Okay. That's how the, the chain works. Yeah. Your mother. Text your mother know. and let her know to send me a text. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's getting ugly between Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. We got the deets. Uh, Travis Kelsey threw the ball in Taylor Swift's court. We have audio of that. And what happened when Lord took two handfuls of mushrooms? Jeez. That's a lot of mushrooms. You know, a lot to get yeah. you caught up on. Yeah. We'll. Uh, Get you going here with the first e-news of the day coming up next. But first, let's check the roads. We got Denise Johnson here with your latest traffic. Starting out the morning this morning, looking pretty good out there. We have no accidents or delays. Get up and go, Metro, this car-free day. Ride Metro free today. I'm Denise Johnson. That's your traffic. Yeah, weather-wise, uh, the weekend, weekend, weekend. Where to go? Here it is. Uh, looking pretty good. Sunny skies today. We'll see a high around 85. And then uh, tomorrow, a little cooler. A little cooler than today. Mix of sun and clouds, high of 80. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Jonas and Sophie yeah, Turner. It's getting ugly. Getting ugly. Really ugly, really fast. Sophie is now suing Joe, claiming that he's unlawfully keeping their kids in New York City, even though they supposedly agreed she could take them to the UK, and she actually used the word abducted. What? She says they decided as a family back in April of this year to raise the kids there because it's safer. But okay. they've been with Joe in the U.S. for several months because she's been busy working. So she's claiming that they made a plan when they were still together that she would finish up her commitments this month and take the kids to England. But now Joe is refusing to hand over their passports so that she can do that. So she's suing Joe in federal court because this is an international matter. Wow. Sophie is also saying she was blindsided by the divorce. She claims they had an argument on August 15th and Joe filed on September 1st. She found out on the 5th through the media I want to know what that argument was about. I do, too. This is whatever it was he caught her doing or saying on the porch, on the cam. On the ring camera, that's right. right. Yeah. So Joe is denying all of this. He said uh, Sophie was aware that he was going to file. He also claims that the Florida court where he filed has an order in place that restricts either of them from taking the kids anywhere else. And if he gave Sophie their passports, he'd be violating it. Wow. However, he does say he is open to sharing custody with Sophie, even if she moves permanently to England. Joe also says that he was the one blindsided by Sophie's lawsuit. He thought they were on the same page until she filed it. His lawyer is saying this is an unfortunate legal disagreement about a marriage that is sadly ending. When language like abduction is used, it is misleading at best and a serious abuse of the legal system at worst. All right. So there they are off and running. That went sour quickly. Yep. God, God, I wonder she do? I was going to say, it does, do you feel like or it's got to be infidelity or something? Or said something just really unkind about him or in his was, family? Yeah, I don't know. Like it just, wow. Yeah. Well, if she is a little crazy, I hope she's crazy enough to talk and spill the beans. Want to so hear that all? We all know. Yeah. And him too. He could, he could be crazy too. I don't know. He doesn't, he's not the type to really. He doesn't talk much, I feel. Well, remember remember those boys and their charity rings. Yeah. And all Oh, that's right. Their purity rings. Purity rings, yeah. 
Right. All right. Well, we also got uh, John Hamm and Ellie Kemper making oh. headlines. Heidi Klum, the, the type of man she likes. Might surprise you. Yeah. Hmm. Talk about that. And Travis Kelsey talking about Taylor Swift. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com this is the jeff and jen morning show on q102 so taylor swift and travis kelsey are they or aren't they what's the story there just just rumors conjecture or is there something really happening I'm saying no. Good question. No way. You're There's saying no, way. no. There's no way that she would date him. No way? No way. Not even for some song content. No. I've yeah, been watching. Has she dated a professional athlete? I don't I know. I don't think she's done that. But yet. I've been watching all these conspiracy theory theorists talking about how the exact same time that Travis and Jason Kelsey's show was coming out on Amazon, which was September the 12th was the same day that all these rumors were leaked. Well, didn't his brother just say, too, he says, I'm not in a position to talk about my brother and uh, what might be going on with Taylor Swift, but uh, I'm sure it's happening. Yeah. yeah didn't but he, I think didn't he, he say something like but that? But I think it was, like, jokingly, like, I'm sure it's happening. Yeah. You know, like that. And then there's somebody else, Jeff, that said they've been out on two dates. Yeah, E.T. had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They say they got a source that says that they've, well, hung out was the term they used. Well, yes, personality-wise. <laughs> I know. He's a bit much. Travis, though, yesterday, he was on the Pat, um, is it McAfee or McAfee? McAfee. McAfee. I think so, yeah. Uh, he didn't say whether he and Taylor have actually met, but this is what he did say. Hmm. He said he told her this. I've seen you rock the stage at Arrowhead. You might have to come see me rock the stage at Arrowhead and see which one's a little more lit. Oh, my word. I threw it out there. I threw the ball in her court. And, you know, I told her, I've seen you rock the stage in Arrowhead. You might have to come see me rock the stage in Arrowhead and see which one's uh, a little more lit. So we'll see what happens in the near future. Uh-huh. Okay. How can she resist that? I know. Jeez. Hold me back. Than, very different than her normal, it's true. you know, artsy-fartsy quiet guy. True. I mean, the albums will just pour out of her, I am sure. Okay. Yeah, it would be Even a great more album. so than they already do. But the other conspiracy, conspiracy I heard, too, was that um, this is, of course, I don't believe this one, but they're saying because she's a Philadelphia Eagles fan that she, so if Kansas City played Philadelphia in the last Super Bowl and lost, there's like the speculation is she's already trying to sabotage Kansas City. So if they go up against the Eagles in another Super Bowl, they'll win. Mm, sure. She's from Philadelphia because she has that kind of time. I bet she does. And, and <laughs> do you know her? What she wants to do for fun. She puts together all these puzzles. I'm sure she's got plenty of time to do this too. Okay, so when when Justin Timberlake 
pronounced me as May in the NSYNC classic, It's Gonna Be May. Right. Instead of It's Gonna Be Me. (laughs) That was not just a happy accident. He says he was following orders. The band appears on the latest episode of the YouTube show Hot Ones where they broke it down. And it turns out the guys who wrote the song were Swedish. And they they heard Justin, <clears throat> excuse me, they heard Justin sing, it's going to be me. And they told him, no, 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 it's May. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Why it's going to be May. May. Right. <laughs> so he's like, whatever, I'll just work here. <laughs> What's a word you pronounced incorrectly one time and it still haunts you to this day? Um, me. It's gonna be May. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I did it the way it was requested and that's what made the record. That one sounded a little bit more like me. May, me, May. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Stop making fun of May. May. <laughs> Leave May alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, those are the things that kind of make the record, you know? Like, would well, you. Well, it comes up every April 30th. Oh, it comes up the entire. It's like this. It's April 1st, but next month, yeah. it feels like the whole month yeah. of April. It's going to be May. <laughs> That's pretty It good. is kind of weird because there is an E sound in there and an A sound in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Bless his heart. Uh-huh. Who doesn't love him? God. It's going to be me. It's going to be me. I was I was watching um, Justin Timberlake's Instagram page where the band was getting ready for their interview with Hot Ones, Jeff, yeah. by taking shots of Pepto and chewing Tums. <laughs> it was hilarious. And Lance Bass goes, this is how you know you're in your 40s, when you're like chugging <laughs> Pepto and eating Tums to just have a hot Seriously. one. That's I know, funny. but those Hot Ones are like, that gets like atomic hot, right? Aren't they like off the shelves progressively? Like, it starts with something small, and then as they eat down the line, it gets hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how that affects their your digestive system. Oh, man. Oh, God. It, it could probably mess up their vocal cords, too. I mean, it just burns oh, all yeah. the way down your throat. And all the way through your stomach to your butt. God. And that heartburn. Ugh, I just can't. You would think. It's gonna be May. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hot. Hot. So earlier this year, Lord took two handfuls of mushrooms. Meaning she just walking through mushrooms. the forest and just grabbed some random mushrooms? Nope. And- nope. Nope. She took, like, she did it on purpose. Why? She said it, t- it tasted like green dirt, but that doesn't mean she did not enjoy them. She said, I got a lot of information about what my body had been through in our time so far, what it needed, where God was and where God wasn't. I felt in my bones how destabilizing it is to leave home and start a new life the way I did. I also saw that my body is completely magnificent and that hating it is as futile as hating a tree. That I truly, truly love doing my job and that my life is like a beautiful tapestry and every inch of it is precious and has meaning. Those are all good that's things. All, you know, that's, pretty, that's a lot to happen with a couple of Great. handfuls of mushrooms and to realize that at a young age and... Be able to do something with that. 
I don't know if I'd want to take two handfuls of mushrooms. (laughs) Okay, in case you didn't know, John Hamm and Ellie Kemper grew up in St. Louis, and they went to the same high school. How, they're not close in age, though. Are no, they? they're they're ten years apart. Okay, I was gonna say. Um, but after John graduated from college, he went back to St. Louis. He he returned to the high school to teach drama there. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah. Well, guess who was a freshman in his class? No way. Actress yeah. Ellie Kemper. Oh. I love her. She's one of those people that I feel like is just happy all the time. Well, she was really happy when John Hamm was the drama teacher there because she says he was the youngest teacher at the school and that he's, quote, not bad looking. Then he mm-hmm. she more accurately described him as, quote, great looking and dreamy. Oh, yeah, he is dreamy. Yeah. You ever seen him in Top Gun? <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Ellie also said at the start of her career, he supported her at one of her one-person shows in Los Angeles. So that's nice. You know, that he showed up and... For sure. He was already famous at that point from Mad Men, so the fact that he took time on his busy schedule to come show up meant a lot to her. Uh, She says John is a generous, selfless kind of guy and a total class act. Aww. Good to hear. So nice. Yeah, I like him. I'm a huge fan. I loved him in Mad Men. Yeah. I just watched their... um, So she is in a new movie with the guy that plays Casey... From Yellowstone, it's something about happiness. I don't know. It's Is it on a Netflix. movie or a series? It's a movie. Okay, it's cute. I mean, it's not gonna like. It's very hallmarky. Yeah. I should say. Did I've you seen, watch I, it? No, but I've seen the little thing on Netflix that. And I'll tell you what, Jen. The, the reason why it's worth your time is that Casey is just darling in it. Like he's, he's just so stinking. He doesn't cute. play like a mean role. Like he's this really cute you know, caring individual. And it's about how they go on like a journey, like a hike mm-hmm. through the like- Appalachians? Bo- yes. Like, but the upper Great Appalachians. Hmm. It's like the upper Appalachians and it's how they kind of find themselves. Oh. But it's a cute movie. Okay. Well, if you want a little more John Hamm, you can see him on the morning show on Apple TV+. Plus. Oh, has that, is this new season out? Oh yeah. There are three episodes- Oh wow! I think at least three episodes are out. Have you been watching? Have you been watching? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Is it good? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. Okay, good to know. Yeah. All right. It might surprise you that Heidi Klum doesn't hold her husband Tom Collins to model standards. In fact, she prefers a little extra weight on the guy. She says he definitely looks the best naked. This is her husband Tom. Yes. I, f- I forgot that Heidi Klum was married. For some reason, I thought she was single. Yeah. After nope. Seal. Nope. She says, I actually love when he's a little bit pudgy, to be honest with you. She says, I'm 50. I don't want him to be 33 and uber shredded also. I don't want someone who worries about their muscles and everything all day long. Oh, so he's a younger guy. I, I Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I guess. I feel like she, didn't she marry like, he was like, the like part, not the help, but didn't they work together or something? I feel like that was the story. I can't remember. She says that when she's at home, she's usually naked. She said, if no one is there, sun's out, bum's out. I just don't like tan lines because I wear so many different outfits. It's very strategic. You remember she was on our, she said that on our show. Do you recall that when she, we did a phone interview with her. I don't remember that at all. (laughs) And I, well, she put it out there and I said, I would never ask this question because it would be so pervy otherwise. But when she said she prefers to, you know, walk around the house naked. I said, 
are, are you talking to us naked right now? And she's oh, like, no, yeah. I'm wearing a bikini. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do like, remember that. Thanks for that visual. <laughs> yeah, so he's 16 years younger than her, and he's in a oh. band, born in Germany. Maybe you'll run into him, Tim. Okay. There you go. <laughs> he's 33. Yeah. She likes a little dad bod. Wow. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He's cute. He's got tons of hair, too. Good looking mm. dude. Tim, you might like this. Gordon Ramsay is developing a new show for Fox, and it's called Idiot Sandwich. Idiot a show sandwich. about sandwiches? Yes, it is a sandwich-making competition. I like this. The title of the show is based on a popular meme from a sketch on the Late Late Show. It, it was a parody of Kitchen Nightmares with James Corden facing off against Julie Chen and Chef Ramsay screaming at him the whole time. So at one point, he takes two pieces of bread, puts one on each of Julie's ears, and makes her call herself an idiot sandwich. <laughs> it was really funny. This was like back in 2015, but it still got legs. Anyway, Ramsey says, quote, whenever I go, there's some young kid somewhere that wants to be called an idiot sandwich. So why not make a show around it? It would be fun. That's funny. Yeah. All right, that's all I've got. Then we'll leave. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Mom and Pop Spot. It's basically a free sort of one-off commercial for a local business that can't afford advertising of their own. Yep. And... You know, there's a lot of, I mean, advertising for it to really be impactful can be expensive. Without a doubt. So you really got to make it count. Yeah. Especially on a show like this. I mean, come You're on. You're going to pay. But this is sort of a fun thing that we started doing during COVID when all of these local mom and pops had to shut down for a brief period. And then when it came back, it was just very hard they for people really to come struggling. back from that, really yeah. struggling. And so... Uh, we were trying to come up with a fun, entertaining way that we could help out the community, and mm -hmm. that's how we came up with the concept of the mom-and-pop spot. Yeah, and on occasion, we do hear back from our clients that it it, it was helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, on occasion. Now, the reason this may be entertaining to some is because producing commercials, advertising, isn't really in our wheelhouse it's a related field to what we do but it's not our specialty right 
And normally, if you were to hire an ad agency to create a commercial for your brand, it, there would be probably a good solid two weeks to two months of just getting the idea together. Right. Yeah. Then they would yeah. produce it. Then you'd have time to critique it and make changes and give it a test panel and make sure people are understanding it and you're getting the result. And then it would get pushed out to radio stations to play. We're skipping all of that. We're doing everything in an hour. That's right. Yep. So. Really busting it out. <laughs> Plus, Tim has vacation brain this week, so mm-hmm. it's going to be awesome. Yep. I can mm-hmm. feel the vibes mm-hmm. already. Yep. So uh, say hello to Adam, who is representing Queen City Disc Golf. Did I get that right? You did. And what is what is disc golf, or is that short for discount golf? Uh, disc golf is frisbee golf, so it's just another name. So there's a lot of courses here in the Cincinnati area, and I sell mainly uh, discs from different manufacturers um, and some accessories to go along with it. So it's kind of very similar. The game is very similar to golf. Golf, if you haven't heard of it, I've, I've never heard of it. Oh, really? So no. No. Really? Oh. So I live in Clifton. There is uh, a course in Burnett Woods. There's also one on Cincinnati State's campus. And there's always... There's I, also a massive one at uh, Miami Whitewater, which I live in Ross. Yeah. So I pass Miami Whitewater all the time. And we go walking up there often, like on the trails. And you, there are tons of disc golf players. Let me ask you this. My uh, general consensus from watching these guys play is it's usually a bunch of dudes that are potheads. <laughs> or drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> that is generally the stereotype. But, yeah, I mean, it's just like golf where you, you, you just want to get out and relax and get out in nature and yeah. and do something fun and athletic and, and have a good time. Now, do you think disc golf is easier or harder than real golf? Uh, it depends. I think most people throw Frisbees pretty regular growing up, so it can be a pretty easy transition. And there's some shorter courses uh, like at Winton Woods or uh, – Woodland Mound has some shorter courses for some beginners. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the concept's pretty easy. You take a, a Frisbee, you try to throw it in the basket as few throws as possible. All right. So, you know, as with regular golf, equipment is everything. You can't expect to be yep. a good golfer if you're using crap equipment. So that's what you Correct. sell. You sell the quality discs and stuff. Yeah. So I have, I think I have, like, 13 to 15 different manufacturers. Wow. Um, and then frisbees come in molds, like kind of just like uh, golf clubs. So you have your putters, your mid ranges, your fairway drivers, and your distance drivers. Wow! I'm looking at these online. These photos of of you know various people playing disc golf. I've never seen this in my life. You've this never is... even seen one of those baskets? No, somewhere? really. Oh, like I at the swear park? to you, you haven't. Well, yeah. they have another one um, out in Independence. That's another discus golf. Like I guess what is it? Huh club who knew yeah there's actually a pro tour stop in Idlewild every year in august so Uh, i'm looking at the basket you just like there's there's these chain these chains that are kind of hanging from this cylinder (laughs) yep where is the frisbee supposed to go is it supposed to go in the basket below the chains or on the top yeah, so you throw it at the chains, and then as soon as it comes to rest, either in the chains or the bottom of the basket, you can kind of see the basket at the bottom there. So right. when this comes to rest there, it's considered a made putt. Oh, so either one counts. I've played twice. It's yep. it's fun. 
It's it's cool. I'm it's not way a- more fun with alcohol. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, well, so is so is like so is regular golf. Right? Regular yeah. golf. Yeah. Regular is, golf. Is, yeah. yeah, but isn't like the normal fr- like it's not just a regular frisbee. Like the disc is like it's heavier and like you said, it's particular to this sport. So it's not just any yeah, frisbee. Yeah, so they're designed in diameter a little bit smaller uh, than regular frisbees, and then mm-hmm. the rims are going to be different aerodynamic shapes depending on what type of mold you want. I'm looking at your website, and it says that there is a discount if you order four or more discs online. You get 10% off. Is that still going on? Uh, I have to check that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird September. Our whole household got hit with COVID, so I had to shut down oh, for two weeks. So it's been kind of a crazy oh, month. Oh, gotcha. Well, what a perfect time for you to have a mom and pop spot, though. I mean, directly exactly. affected by COVID again. Yep. So, so where's your store at? So we're located in the Green Hill Shopping Plaza. Uh, so it's kind of a weird location because we're in their suite, so it's not street level. Uh, so you have to go in one of the doors right where the restaurant is, and then you go up the stairs and down the hallway, and we're kind of there. So is there like a a password or a certain knock when you go there? A secret knock. <laughs> no, I put a sandwich board out when I'm there. Um, so I'm open mainly on the weekends and one night a week, one night a week right now. That's great. But to be but clear, you don't serve sandwiches. People. <laughs> no, don't serve sandwiches, okay. though. Got it. <laughs> Anything else we need to know? Are there certain, like, I do carry, like, the top brands. I don't know if there are any of uh, disc golf stuff. like with the- You know, like, there is the Big Bertha. Is there a Big Bertha of discs? <laughs> Uh, I think it depends on the player. I mean, okay. MVP and Axiom are very popular because they have this overmold technology on the edge of their disc, which uh, supposedly is supposed to help discs fly farther. A um, lot of player discs. So if you know any of the pros, they got a lot of player discs there. It looks like you have and the ones wide that variety glow. To, to fit anyone's needs. The, some that glow in the dark? <gasps> I do, you, do have some that glow in the dark. Do you play in the night? That's exciting. You so know? there's some leagues that will play at night, um, and it's called Glow Round. So they'll put some lights on the baskets or lights on the course, and they have, like, UV lights to help charge their discs throughout the round. Wow. That's cool. And they'll throw their discs. I mean, I'm kind of looking. There's also stickers they put on if their disc doesn't glow in the dark, so they can put glow-in-the-dark stickers on it kind of do the same thing. Nice. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm kind of looking at all the different discs. It reminds me of bowling balls. Like, you can choose different colors to fit your personality. Oh, no. Nice. Yep, you can do that too. There's a lot of great designs, a lot of bright colors. Cool, awesome. How right. long you been at this, Adam? How'd you get into this? Uh, so I've been playing disc golf off and on since early high school. So that was like 2002, 2003. Um, came down here to Cincinnati, went to college, and so I was right next to Burnett when it was just a nine-hole course. So played there off and on in college. Hmm. And kind of played in off and on over the years until about 2019, right before the pandemic, got back into it a little bit more. And then pandemic hit, and it kind of blew up. So Yeah, how um, did the pandemic right. affect your business? Uh, well, I didn't open the business yet. I just opened up in May, so I'm still relatively new. Gotcha, oh, okay. gotcha. So, but, but that's uh, when people really started to play when you were... Yeah, so that's yeah. when stuff started to really take off in the sport. A lot of new people came in, memberships in the organizations went up. So, yeah, it's been... A booming time since, and just figured it might be a good opportunity to get in and try to sell it. I love playing disc golf. I love trying to help people find the disc they want, and and it's a fun sport that I think pretty much anybody can pick up and play right off the bat. Yeah, I love that. Yep, Jeff, you got to get out there, buddy. Yeah. We got to find you a course. Let's do it. No, how, I mean, it's how lucky for you that you're doing what you love. You know, you found a way to make yeah, a well, living at something dude. you really enjoy. 
Yeah, so hopefully I'm, I'm trying to move towards that a little bit more full-time. You know, I still work full-time, so it's something I do on the side. Um, What's your full-time yeah, job? I'm doing it. Uh, I do health analytics for Cincinnati Children's Learning Network. Oh, cool. wow. So I basically help support clinicians uh, and staff to help try to provide better outcomes for children. That's great. Nice. I like it. All right. Well, do you need anything else I here, think we're Tim? Good. I'm going to make this happen. Got it. This is a cool one. I'm excited All about right. this. All right. Yeah, this is different. This is fun. All right, buddy. We're going to call you about an hour with something. <laughs> okay. Sounds great. Something is better than nothing. Yeah. Yes. You guys feel like you have good energy today, so I'm excited. Good. Awesome. You I'm glad you it. think so. Yeah. <laughs> we're, do we're doing it, you guys. He's the one, we're guys. We're, we're pulling it off. off. Fight it. Fight it. <laughs> All right, Adam. Thank you. We'll call you in a bit. All right. Thank All you. Right, All right. See you. Bye. Bye. There you go. All right. Off you go, Tim. Queen City Disc Golf. Dun, 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 dun. I know. Last last big challenge before hopping on a plane. Yep. Well, I'll be Off. back in a few. All right. Good luck. There he goes. Tim, cross the hall to the other studio. <laughs> Create magic. Q. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Jeff and Jen. So, if you're a regular listener of the show, if you're if you're a fan, maybe you love the show and you enjoy taking us to work with you every morning or allowing us into your home. Uh, we appreciate that more than you know. Mm -hmm. And if you consider yourself a Jeff and Jen super fan, well, okay, that's a whole nother level. It's true. We'd love you to consider joining the Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club. Uh -huh. Now, I admit it's not easy to get into, um, but listen, I, I think it's worth the effort. If you really love the show and you're a super passionate fan, there could be some huge benefits for you along the way. Yeah, we're not 100% sure what all of those are going to be, but w there's some things in the works. Big things. Big things. You're going to be impressed. So we started the Best Friends Club. You can apply online, wkrq.com. Uh, it's a pretty extensive application, but we, we really want to know a lot about you. And then uh, we select a, a new best friend member of the day, basically, a new inductee into the club and get to know them a little bit and, you know, play whatever song they want to hear. We set them up with a sweet-looking jersey. Yeah. And then they kind of, then they're sort of considered insiders. Right. So I'd like to introduce you to today's Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club inductee. Uh, say hi to Amy Gleer. <laughs> Amy, are you part of the Gleer's Meats dynasty? Yes. You are. Are you going to inherit millions someday? <laughs> I don't know about inheriting millions, but... Yep, uh, my husband is the vice president. My father-in-law is president. My husband's grandfather was the one who started the business. Wow, that's super cool. That's great. So you have like just endless amounts of geta at your disposal. I love Glear's geta. It's my favorite geta. 
Of all the Gettas, yours is the best. It, I, actually, full disclosure, I think it's the only kind I've had. <laughs> I think I think that's the case with me too. Yeah. So it's cool. uh, actually the same with me. Um, before I met David, I had never heard of Getta. So when he told me what, when we first started, like on our first or second date, he told me what he made. And I asked, he said Getta. And I asked if that was a type of cheese. And then he's like, no, that's Gouda. Oh, <laughs> I can see how you'd make that mistake. Oh, wow. How cool, though. What fun. This is very cool. It is. So you, you're a fan of the show. You listen every day. Yep. It says here you're a mother of four. You got three boys and a oh girl. God, How that's old? That's a lot of kids. Our oldest is 15. Then um, that's our oldest son. Then we have a daughter who's 11, a son who's five, and a son who's four. You got your hands full right there. Yes, yes, we do. Yeah. Now, here's what I love about Amy and the way that she listens, okay? okay. She's a huge fan. One of the, her favorite things that we do is pick your purse every year. Yeah. Uh, and this is a multi-generational thing because <laughs> during our, our Pick Your Purse promotions, uh, Amy, her daughter, and her mom listen and check in with each other. They sort of work as a team. Oh, nice. Which we always encourage people to do because, you know, when we do those purse matches multiple times a day, we understand that people live and work on different schedules. So if you got a buddy or someone who also listens, uh, you know, form that union. Yeah, yeah, it's good to have a team in place. Yep. My um, my mom lives up in Hamilton, and so we'll just, like, okay, you've got this time, I've got that time, <laughs> who's covering the next time? And Oh, I love that. Have you guys yeah. ever won? No, but my daughter was super excited. One time, I remember we had just picked my son up from an after-school activity, and... Right then, it was time to do the pick your purse. I had my sheet with me in the car, so she's calling in. She got in, and but it had just started, like the next round. Oh yeah, uh huh. So she got to pick two things, but they didn't match. But she was excited to be on the radio. Oh, that's, oh, that's great! How cute that is. Um, so tell us about your re Renaissance history reenactment, specifically 16th century English. It says here you remember the Society for Creative Anachronism, SCA. Is that right? Did I pronounce it right? Yes, you pronounced it right. The Society for Creative Anachronism. It's an international nonprofit organization that studies and recreates the years approximately 600 to 1600. So we have Vikings, you might have 14th century French, just wow. we have Japanese, pretty much you go in rather than the Renaissance Festival is um, where you pay to go and watch other people do things, right. where the SCA, you get to do it yourself. So you get to pick what you want to be and then what your name is. You can then make the clothes or find someone to make the clothes for you, you barter there's armored combat, rapier, wow. equestrian events. Um, let's see. Our daughter started doing archery when she was four. Um, my brother-in-law started teaching our oldest how to throw weapons, such as knives and axes, when he was seven. Wow. I'm like, yeah, that, that's what every seven-year-old needs to know, right? Uh, got, I got to ask you how you, got, how you got interested in this. I've always had a love for history. And actually, when I was a teenager, I was working at a restaurant, and I, my manager told me in the next five minutes, if no one else shows up, 
I could leave. And next thing I knew, a group of 14 come walking in, but they were dressed funny. They were all in medieval clothing. They had just done a demo, which is a demonstration at a local school. And so I started asking questions. I went to the next, they gave me information. I went to the next meeting and more or less jumped in with both feet. Because if you want to learn how to make an instrument, you can do that. If you want to learn how to play the instrument, how to dance to the music. If you, like I said, there's armored combat. There's a little bit of something for everyone. Wow. Dancing, cooking, sewing, camping, drinking. You know, I mean, there's something for everyone. (laughs) It's actually where I met my husband. I love all the the different interests and hobbies that people have whenever we induct a new member of the best friends club you know there's always something passion that they're passionate about something that they're into that's different and unique and uh i don't know if you know this guys but amy has a youtube channel the name of her youtube channel is called lynn fairchild and it covers all of the things that she just listed uh fencing blacksmithing historical games medieval renaissance hairstyles this is cool. Yeah, and I guess they're they're pretty well done, but if you really wanted to do a deep dive and learn about this stuff, it's all on your YouTube channel. How'd you come up with the name Lynn Fairchild? Is that sort of like your alter ego, or is that named after a, a historical figure? No, in the SCA, you are to pick a, a unique name, someone who could have lived at that time but did not act- actually live at that time. Oh, wow. So, for example, I could not pick Anne Boleyn, who was the second wife of King Henry VIII. Well, of course not. And well, why would you so Lynn to? was a name I had picked, and then Fairchild was actually one that a friend of mine gave me because when I was in high school and then through my college years, I used to, um, up at Wright State University, every year they would have Madrigal Dinner, which was a Christmas Renaissance dinner theater. And so you had the Wright State Choir, but you also had the SCA dancers. And so we would perform at Madrigal Dinner, and I needed a surname, and I couldn't think of one. And so one of my friends, he said, I'm fair-skinned, and I was, I think, 17 at the time. So he's like, you're still a child, so fair-child. And well, there that's you how I got Fair-child. I like it. Yep. There you go. All right. Well, if, if you want to learn more about the stuff that uh, Amy's into, follow her YouTube channel at Lynn Fairchild, Lynn spell L-Y-N-N-E, Lynn Fairchild on YouTube. It's got it all. Jeff, you have a lot going on this weekend. You're going to check out the disc golf. Yeah. And then you're you're going to go down the rabbit hole for this as well. I know. (laughs) When I go, I go hard, man. That's right, man. (laughs) You're a party animal. And you said you had nothing going on this weekend. Yep. Well, I'm going to be busy now. And a lot of YouTube videos to watch. <laughs> I love that uh, Amy, she said, what, what have you learned from the Jeff and Jen morning show? And the big takeaway is gooch grease. Oh, my God. <laughs> a lot of people learned that. That was oh, new for no. a lot. I do like, yeah. did you line up her song to play, Jeff, though? Because it is one of my faves. Yep. It's, okay, yeah. It's a big Renaissance classic by Pitbull called Fireball. <laughs> 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 and we're going to play that for you. We're so happy to have you in the club. It was great talking to you and getting to know you a little bit. And uh, good luck with the YouTube channel. And uh, please give our best to your family and everybody at Glear's Meats. 
Great. Thank you. It was great talking to you. Do you need to talk to her? Nope, I already talked to her. You're already set up. She's going to stop by and bring her kid in in a couple weeks. Awesome. All right. Have a great weekend, Amy. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, some people have been feeling fall vibes for over a month. Not so much here because it's been warmer. Although, have you noticed the leaves are falling anyway? Yeah, we should stop. I also yeah. noticed that they're changing colors in my neighborhood as I, I took the dog out for a walk yesterday and I almost took a picture to show Jeff, but it's not quite red enough yet. But like all of the leaves are the turning on this one coming. tree. The darkness is coming. <laughs> well, and I feel like it's it, maybe it's those cool nights that are contributing. But somebody conducted a study to determine the best states to visit this fall. And the number one state kind of surprised me. I guess it shouldn't surprise me because it covers a lot of geography. The state of California. Hmm. Do leaves change in California? I don't really think about is them as being fall colors. I in mean, California. is there something happening at the wineries? Well, yes, actually, yeah. uh, they do the big fall harvest, and it's a super busy time of the year to go. And it yeah. is just beautiful in wine country in the Sonoma and Napa valleys. And this particular study that we're talking about covers over twenty different metrics: fall festivals. Outdoor attractions, apple orchards, corn mazes, pumpkin patches, wineries, cideries, mm. hayrides, parks, camping, and weather. And California was number one on that list, followed by the state of New York. And then you got Washington State. And then Michigan, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Oregon, Colorado, Minnesota, and Maine. And I always thought Ohio was pretty good and. In a lot of those, you know, we don't have a ton of wineries, but, you know, we got our corn mazes. We got our hay rides and apple orchards and camping. I always feel like when I drive fall weather, when I drive to eastern Kentucky too, usually October ish that they like because you go through that area where Red River Gorge is and it's just very beautiful that time of year driving through there. Yeah. Yeah. Louisiana came in last. That's not surprising. Yeah. I'm a little concerned. Why? About something Jacob told us over the weekend. Are you allowed to share it? Yeah, okay, I can do that. What did he say? Well, I don't even know what the question was that Susan asked him, but he was spelling. He was sitting there with a keyboard and communicating by spelling one letter at a time, things that he isn't able to verbally say. He's able to spell. And he said he wanted to go backpacking Oh, God. Through the Great <laughs> Smoky Mountains. Oh, oh wow. That would be really cool. You should. Totally do that. You think I, I want to go you back? Hike. Doesn't that, isn't backpacking, doesn't that mean stopping and put pitching a tent and staying overnight? If I mean, you're, with the right tools. It could. I that. don't know if oh I God. need to be backpacking and camping in the Great Smoky Mountains. Well, camping is different. 
You could get a night's lodge and let Jacob wear a backpack. <laughs> I guess I need to further. I need, need, some, a I need some clarity. Oh. Yes, what you do, do you mean by backpacking? Is Just it yeah. carrying one while exactly. you hike? Or is this, you know, you're wanting to pitch a tent? Uh, that does sound amazing, though. Like, if you researched that and you went to the right people who could you know, set you up or train you or whatever right. is necessary. Can you imagine the experiences you could have with him? I'm sure. It that would, would be, be life changing. I know, but it would. I would have to very much so figure out a way that it would work for me. And I am not, not where there are bears. Right. Well, they also like, you can't necessarily, like, especially if you go the like overnight backpacking, like you have to eat like that dehydrated food uh-huh. and all that noise. Yeah. You, can, you don't bring sandwiches, do you? I mean, I guess you could, but you can't carry anything that's like, you can't bring anything that's too heavy that you can't carry. Right. So you need your flint I, I, starter. Yeah. I, I mean, I have no idea where that came from. It's not like wow, you that is a, a subject or a topic or anything that is ever, that I'm aware of, been discussed. But I mean, that's what we're getting. We're learning all kinds of interesting things. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's really neat. Well, summer officially ends tonight at 2.50 a.m. Or I guess tomorrow morning, 2.50 a.m. Eastern. And if you're someone who always looks forward to fall, this is for you. How'd you like to have two of them a year? Two falls? Yes. I mean, which which season would we be skipping? Well, spring. (laughs) bear with me here because this is fairly crazy. But a guy in Delaware named Tom Sherman started the new calendar, the new calendar.com. This guy wants to abandon the current system and switch to a calendar with five seasons. So that would be winter, spring, summer, autumn, and fall. He doesn't think our current calendar makes sense because the seasons are not equal. You got summer, which has 94 days. Okay. Winter is just 89. So in his system, all five seasons are are exactly 73 days long. Okay. Because currently, fall lasts 90 days. But on his calendar, fall and autumn make up 146 days or 40% of the year. So that would run from July 28th through December 20th. Now, what comes first, fall or autumn? And what's the difference between the two? Autumn would come first. Okay. Yes. But that's dumb because I'm sorry, in the middle of July, that's summer. Yeah, totally. You can't start any, no, this is dumb. Especially like in this area where, I mean, right now it's September 22nd and it's going to be what, 85 today? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, his argument is, while this may not seem practical, he is annoyed that we have to buy new calendars every year. Oh, God. So he has worked it out in such a way that with his system, you could just buy one and use it forever. And use it forever because it's yeah. always the same. Right. I'm annoyed that you're buying a calendar and not just using your phone. Like, you don't need to buy that, right? I guess you could if it's Jacob's. That's right. If it's Jacob's calendar, I will allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everything's crazy the first time you hear it, I guess. Do you yeah. guys even know anybody that still has a um, 
Like my mom has a calendar. She has Jacob's calendar on the wall. Like a wall calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people. such a big thing. Remember you would write it on the calendar? We there do that. Stores. You still do that now here? I mean, here I keep the Jeff and Jen show calendar because I can't keep all the crap in my phone. I'm going to show you. I actually screenshot our calendar. Oh, nice. So that you know. This is your shared this calendar. This is how you know you what everybody in the house is doing. Yeah, there it is. Let me see. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how a lot of people. Oh, wow. That's I mean, great. You think about it. Come the around Christmas calendar. time, you'll see just calendars everywhere. We put it on the pantry door. I like those daily in the ones. Kitchen. Where you rip it and it tells you, like, an inspirational quote. Yep. All right. Everyone has heard someone complaining about being underpaid. Uh, We're seeing that with, you know, the writer's strike, of course. Overworked and underpaid. It's a way of life. Uh, The United Auto Workers are striking. And and more may strike. That strike may go even wider. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember UPS, the drivers said it almost went on strike. They worked that out at the last minute. Yeah. Well, people are on, people online are talking about the cushiest jobs they've had. The ones where they might be a little overpaid because they do basically nothing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Most of the stories involve one of four types of jobs. Jobs where you literally do nothing. Like? Well, someone has a part-time gig at a university where they literally just wait around to see if anyone needs help conducting a Zoom call. Oh, wow. That's the job. Yeah. And no one has asked for help in 18 months. Oh, wow. And that job still exists. They still are getting paid for it. Wow. Yes. What do you do for a living? Well... I uh, just hang out at school at the ready in case someone needs help connecting to Zoom. Oh, That's it. I would be so bored. Are you, wow, you must be super busy. Actually, no. Did it, did it say how much it pays? It doesn't. Oh. And it's not full-time. It's part-time, but still. Whatever they're getting paid is probably too much. Uh. Jobs where you do nothing most of the time, but you do have some responsibility. For instance... Someone said they get paid an annual salary of $150,000 to do graphics for a video game studio. But the thing with that is that there are these long stretches of downtime where they're not needed. And And, they still make the money? And they still get that full-time $150,000 a year. Wow. Which involves long stretches where they don't do anything. Wow. Well, maybe it's one of those high-pressure jobs, though, that when they're on, they're on, and they don't get to take any time off until they get their graphic done. Yeah, I mean, it, it you know could be mean? that. Like yeah, right. During crunch time, right. there are like periods where it's, yeah, maybe you've gone from zero to 60. Yeah, and they're doing, like, 16-hour days. Right. Uh, there are jobs where workers are supposed to do stuff, but they get away with doing nothing. <laughs> a lot of people talk about being overnight security guards, and they just end up watching a lot of Netflix. Someone else talked about babysitting automated machines at a production facility, but pretty much spending the whole day playing video games. Maybe they are just hired, though, and trained to be there in the event that something happens, but chances are they're supposed to be actively monitoring and paying attention. Yeah, something like that. I mean, if we're being honest, back when 
we did a different day part, like when I was doing middays, and that was my only job. Right. I just was the on-air personality doing middays and would have to do a little bit of commercial production, but not much. There wasn't a lot going on. Especially you know? in middays, man. You right. could phone that show in. Totally. You could show up on no so hungover with, yeah. Yeah. Because we just, you know, you just played record. It's different now. But at the time, you know, that was all I did was play two songs, talk for 30 seconds, play two songs, talk for Well, I would make seconds. the argument that afternoons was a, a little more in, involved for at least two out of the four hours. Yes, because you had traffic. But then some people <laughs> talked about jobs that are so loose, they're able to stack them and get paid two or three times over for the same time. Like one person said, uh, my friend was a bread shelving person. Okay. Which got to be so easy, they just, they grabbed a second route and then a third route. Oh, wow. And each route was, quote unquote, 40 hours. And you were supposed to check the stores two or three times a day, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just, they gave each shift manager a business card and said, uh, yeah, if the bread needs to be restocked, man, just give me a call. Wow. So they ended up working like 18 hours a week, but they got paid for 120. Wow. Man, where did we screw up? No kidding. <laughs> so there you go. Yep. There you go. Now you know. Jobs that pay you to do virtually nothing. I'd be so bored, though. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Same. Q. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Hey guys! Hi. For oh, it's call. not Natalie Jones. I had a thought. <laughs> for a Everyone thought she was going to be on Second Date Update when she had that whole debacle yes. with the music festival, the, the interstate romance. But it's a matter of time before we end up calling her, right? But today, this is a different Natalie. Welcome. Thanks for taking my call. Happy to. Um, I have myself so worked up and upset about this. Because I thought I had this amazing connection with this guy. And I thought I was going to get into a relationship with him. And then he just ghosted me. Okay. Did you go on more than one date with him? We went on one date. But I never told him that we were going to get in a relationship. Oh, good. Just because, like, in the past, I've done that before. And the dudes have, like, gotten, like, so uncomfortable. Well, yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine why, but you're saying you didn't do that this time. No, I, I did nothing. I played it cool. I thought I played it cool. And when we went to dinner, we went to Outback Steakhouse and we just talked for like hours. We talked about our childhood. We had so much in common, like our parents did the same thing. And it was amazing. We like laughed. We had a great time. And after dinner, he walked me to my car, he hugged me, and that was it. He he didn't say anything? He just... He said, he actually said, thank you for your time. Oh, boy. (laughs) Thank you for your time. I thought he was, like, weird, nervous, whatever. Just kind of didn't know what to say. Yeah. Thank you for your time. 
Well, I mean, that is a nice thing to say because, you know, you are appreciative that they took, you know, we've all got busy lives. We all have a lot going on. Yeah. We all have a lot of options of things to do with our time. A lot of options. And you chose to spend your time with him. And so, he appreciates that. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. Yeah. I suppose it depends on the tone at which he used it. Thanks for your time. Or Hey, thanks for your time. He said it like that. Oh boy. <laughs> it feels I was just being sarcastic. Like a, but it feels like a job, like when you leave a job interview and you get that as a response yeah. of, well, thanks for your time. And thank you for your service. Yeah. Yep. It's weird. My pleasure. You may go. Yep. <laughs> yep. Hmm. So, yeah. And then that was it. Okay. Oh, man. That was it. It was the end. What made you yeah. think that you were going to get into her, that this could potentially be a relationship? Was it the vibe you got from the date, or was it just all the things you knew about him leading up? No, like, on the date, we were just, like, talking and talking. There wasn't, like, a awkward pause in the conversation. It was just great. We were laughing. It just felt, like, very natural and very easy. Yeah, good chemistry with him. Yeah. And you did say you had a lot in common, so I could see how that would leave you thinking there might be a potential relationship here. Yeah. If you look back, as great as that night was, do you remember any awkward silences or moments where he didn't seem to get you or understand the point you were trying to make? Do you think there was any potential misunderstanding over maybe a joke you made or something you said that didn't quite land? Nothing that sticks out. Like, he just... I don't know. He was like one of those people that like can, you can talk to about anything and he always has something to say. Yeah, just nothing is odd. And I didn't obsess about anything that I said or did. Right. All right. Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we'll call Ben and see what his story is and what he really thinks about Natalie. See if there's any chance of a second date, let alone a relationship as second date update. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. So Natalie and Ben went on a went on a great date. They met on match, and after matching, they went to Outback and had one of those dates where they just connected, talked for hours. But then at the end of the night, when they said goodbye, he hugs her in the parking lot and says, "Thanks for your time." <laughs> <laughs> like, Which you know could be a nice thing to say. What is that? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but they had so much in common and it seemed very relaxed and they seemed to laugh at the same thing. So I don't know what happened there and neither does Natalie. She thought there might be some potential for a relationship based on how easy it was. We're going to call Ben. Unless there's anything else that you thought of, Natalie, that you'd like to add to the conversation that you think is important before we call him, now is the time. Mm, no, I think that's it. Okay, let's call Ben. Oh, oh what were you going to say? I did text him, and he didn't text me back. I didn't okay. tell you that, but that's, like, part of the whole thing. I see. Did you originally wait for him to text you, and then when you got impatient, you texted him, or did you text him right away? No, it was, like, two days later. Oh, you waited a bit. Good for you. Thank you. 
Hello. Hello, is this Ben? This is Ben. Hi, Ben. It's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you this morning? Jeff and Jen, that's awesome. <laughs> You're enthusiastic about it. Yeah, I'm just wondering how enthusiastic you'll be when you find out this is a second date update call. This is exciting. My voice is on the radio. I, uh, <laughs> now I'm famous. You might even become infamous. You might. Depending on how this goes. That sounds great. I would love to be infamous. Oh, boy. <laughs> people always wonder why people agree to come on Second Date Update, and this is one of many reasons. <laughs> this is great, though. I'm glad you're willing to talk to us because we had some questions about your date with Natalie, who called us earlier this morning and sounds lovely. Seem to think you two clicked. There's a lot in common there. Mm -hmm. Dare we say potential for a relationship? Okay. Um, well, I'm sure the men in the room can understand this. TMI, too much information. Yeah. I swear to you, I got her entire life story, her birth, premature, and in the NICU for three weeks. Doctors were very concerned about her developmental issues, but she's fine. She got her period in the fifth grade, and her mom was out of town, so she had to go by her own cotex. She lost her virginity at 16 to a guy named Tom. You're a good listener. Those are very, those are details. I'm, like, shocked at his retention. How yeah. did he retain all of this? Yeah. Uh, th those were some of the bigger moments. Okay. Then there was her first cat, her cousins who destroyed her Barbie dream house, her crush on her fourth grade teacher. There was so much more. It didn't end. Constant chatter. So what about all these details bothered you the most? It was intense because along with every story came her woundings and her traumas and how all these wounds and traumas show up in her life today. It was just too much. So what would you have preferred to talk about? On a first date, let's keep it light. Home, family, the basics. Leave a little to the imagination. Save the mental health discussions for later. It was just wow. too much, guys. Hmm. So what did you share about yourself? Like, were you able to get a word in at all about what you got going on? It doesn't sound like it. You know, that wasn't even the issue that I didn't get to talk about myself. I would have listened to her, but it would have been just would have been lighter. No, not so uh, much. I know too much about her already. Yeah. That's interesting, though. Although Jen did make a very good point in that you are a very good listener. Obviously, good if you listener. retained all that. That's yeah. a lot of detail be, to remember. A lot of detail this many days later. Yeah. So true. Kudos Obviously, these stories had an impact on you in some way, shape, or form for you to remember them. Albeit not in a good way. I mean, gosh, you know when <laughs> she... <laughs> God. Which yeah, story, they're, they're, like... Which... I'm never going to forget these stories. These stories are set in my mind forever. So what, she just talked too much, or it was just... Well, you did billboard it with TMI. Yes, it was too much information. Okay. Are these stories you would never want to hear about her, or just not on a first date? Just not the first date. Okay. This is just not stuff you'd talk about the first time around, third date, fourth date. You so know, what was your reaction? Even years down the line, you tell me when you lost your virginity. That might not come up for years. So as you're sitting there and you're hearing these stories, and obviously, you know, she told one and then she told another and then she told another. What was your reaction to her storytelling that led that may have led her to believe that it was okay for her to continue sharing? I mean, were you giving anything off? I can't answer that off? for her. Hmm? I can't answer that for her. No. Well, I mean, what were you doing? I mean, what was your reaction? 
to her when she's sharing all of this information? Were you like, oh, my God, that's so interesting. Were you leading her to believe that you were interested and wanted to hear more of these stories? Yes, I did that human thing that people do when they're talking to people. They don't tell them that I'm bored by your story and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but yeah, of course I didn't do that. That would be stupid. Wow. Uh, thank you for meeting me. I got to go. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you just seem like you're being a little more direct with us than maybe you were with her. Yes. Yeah, probably. Right now, definitely. Yeah. Well, I'll give you credit for being polite on the first date, but I don't know that that served you well because you led her to believe that you really liked her and that you were kind of into her. And we have Natalie on the phone, and we'd like to give her an opportunity to respond. Hi, Natalie. Of course. Hi. Uh, I felt so comfortable with you. Yeah. Like, I was sharing my emotion, my inner heart with you, and... Well, that's the problem. You... you don't do that on the first date. Dude. You don't uh, share I your know. emotional problems on the first date. Well, I know. Unless you're seeing I a think... psychiatrist. I think you don't share it with you. <laughs> I could have just ignored you, I guess. That would have been normal. Just sit there and ignore Why you. Why are you being so mean? I don't feel like I'm liking this anymore. I'm not being mean. I'm being forthright. Mm. Was he this direct with you on the date, Natalie? Did Was there Obviously anything that not. indicated? I mean, I feel like I'm talking to a different person than the person you described. Yeah. this he. You sound like a completely different person. Like, I wouldn't have shared so much with you if you were oh, the way Brian, you are right now. Around. Somehow we've made this my fault. That's great. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's absurd. It's not your fault. I'm just saying... That I liked you and you ghosted me and now you're a different human being. Not blaming I, you I, for anything. I just thought your, your stories were too much. I was very honest just now and forthright. Um, I'm sorry that you're hurt, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for taking the call, Ben. I know, I feel worn out. You just wore me out, buddy. <laughs> me too, I'm going to yeah. go take a nap after this. All right, well, best of luck to you, Ben. Natalie, I'm sorry. It is what it is. It is what it is. Appreciate you coming on Second Date Update. Best of luck to you as well. Q. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. How do you spell your first name? Just like that cartoon. <gasps> I just was talking to Tim about that. I said her name is Shira, and he goes, like, he, man? I'm like, yes. Haven't thought of that in, uh, since 1986, but man. So uh, what is that? S-H-E-R-A? Hyphen. Yep, it's hyphenated, too. That is awesome. Are you named after She-Ra from He-Man? I am. Oh, wow. <laughs> no kidding. I've got the power of Grayskull. <laughs> wow. That used to be one of my fave cartoons when I was little. Same for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> he was a very good-looking man. Funny. Those muscles and that blonde hair. So do you like superhero movies? Do you get into these franchises? I do. We love Marvel at my house. Yep. We're a Marvel household, huh? We are. We. I mean, I like DC too, but we are definitely a Marvel household. I get I it. You. I don't even know. When is there another one coming out? Are we getting one soon? 
I feel like they come out with another one every couple of months. Oh, I do too. Oh, isn't Aquaman coming out? Aquaman 2? Yeah. I feel like Aquaman's coming out yeah. soon. But that who Jason knows with the writer strike what's mm-hmm. going to happen with anybody. So true. So a little interesting factoid about Marvel movies. We were just talking to, to Grover and he was reading research that said that the way that movie producers edit these superhero movies is like very sort of fast and furious, like very quick paced because it, because the generation that gets into those movies has such a short attention span that you have to edit those movies very quickly. Does that make sense? Like you got to change up those scenes. Engaged. The scenes can't yeah. last too long. Otherwise, the attention drifts. Well, what is it they say, you know, when you make a, po- a social media post that you've got three seconds or ten seconds before they're gone? If you don't capture you their gotta grab them quick in the first few seconds. Or they gone. See ya. Right. See ya. Who knew? I didn't know that. I know. There you go. Crazy. A little something you can share at the water cooler later. <laughs> uh, where are you headed? Share going to work? No. Actually, I'm taking my kids to school. I had pulled over to clean the car up since we got here early. And, oh, good. Um, <laughs> we're sitting in the parking lot. You're okay, ready to good. drop them off at you. A little 1K letter of the day time. Just chilling, relaxing, ready to, to win $1,000. I think that sounds great. That's right. All right. All right. She's also never played before. She's a first timer. All right. Look yeah, at that. it only took me two years to get through. <laughs> <laughs> well, so don't screw this up, Jeff. You give her a good letter. She's been trying for two years. Yeah, I think she'll like this letter. You got the letter G. Ooh. Ooh, G. Yeah. G. G. Mm-hmm. Go, girl. Yep. <laughs> so we got 30 seconds on the clock. And of course, I would never dream to start that timer. Until Jen is finished asking That's the right. first question, so you get your full 30. That's right. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, deep breath in. Here we go. Feel the letter G. And with that letter G, name something you do when you're tired. Go to sleep. Something chocolate. Uh, Ghirardelli. Something hot. Uh, Geta. Something orange. Geo. A side dish. Grapes. Something you clean. Uh, your gas tank. An office supply. Oh, pass. An ice cream flavor. Uh. uh oh, man. Oh, I got hung up on that one, too. I think a goji berry. Oh, goji berry. I don't know why, but I said Gatorade for an office supply in my head. I don't even know if that would have been valid. Well, hangover days, yeah. It might. That's it could funny. have, like, maybe if you work for, like, sports wellness or something. Yeah. I don't know. Shira, I love that you pulled out Ghirardelli. That was so that good. Was awesome. You and I had this. We are on the same page. Yeah, I had that same thought. Really I, I was, was like, really yes, she I was said thinking it. a yeah. ganache. You know, oh, that would have been great. Because I watch a lot of the Food Network channels, and they're always like, I put a ganache on there. Yeah. yeah. So I counted one, two, three, four, five, six. Six out of ten. For your first time, that's amazing. Yeah, that's Some people really just wallop. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I'm going to call back. It's probably going to take me another two years, but I'm going to keep trying. You got to keep on it. Please do. (laughs) Yeah, we love talking to you, and we hope you have a great rest of your day and a great weekend. Thank you. All right, take take it easy. Bye. Bye. All right, Tim's back. Oh, boy. I finished. (laughs) (laughs) It's done. The last task before going on vacation. 
Well, leaving the country. Crazy. He's leaving one, the country. One of them, yeah. He still has the hot list to go there, Jeff. Oh, still yeah. Still working on that uh, video to promote this big contest that starts on Monday, Ooh. too. Mm. All right, let's bring Adam. I need to work swiftly. Back on. Hi, Adam. Uh-huh. Hello. So, Adam represents Queen City Disc Golf. And this is our mom and pop spot for the week. We talked to him about an hour ago. We told us told us all about it. This is the first time I'd ever heard. I don't know how I went through life never Not even hearing of it. I know. That's crazy. I know. I know a lot of people on, like that. Oh, I went on Google and I was looking at the Google images and I'm like, I've never seen this before. It's not happened. It's our job yeah. to really open your eyes, Jeff, well, and to that's, new stuff. Adam is changing lives, really. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. Doing my best. So are you ready for your mom and pop spot? I'm ready. How are you feeling about it? Are you feeling optimistic or a little scared? Uh, I'm feeling optimistic. <laughs> oh, that's a good way to be. I like this. I will tell you, it felt a little more serious to me today than other days. Because I think Tim's well, really channeling his energy. But I don't know because I just said words. Because you realize okay. we, we go in there, the, the three of us go in there when Tim calls us and we just read these little sentence fragments or like bit lines. We don't. We never see like a full script. We don't hear how it's coming. We just do our little parts and figure he knows what he's doing. He'll put it together somehow. This sounds good. Really come up. With oh it. yeah, he's put together some great ones over the past. <laughs> yes, he has doozies. I couldn't find a word that really rhymed with golf that we could play with. Mm. No scoff. You know, there was a few, but I said, know. what did I say? What about boff? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I said dolph. As in do people boff anymore? <laughs> Yeah, some people call the sport froth, so like F R O L F. There you go, froth. Frisbee golf. It's a little late for that now, though. So. All right. All right. Well, here it comes, Adam. You ready? I'm ready. This week's mom and pop spot for Queen City Disc Golf. Man, I wish there was a place I could shop everything disc golf. Be with my people who get me. Whether you're a diehard disc golf bro. Or I love to play the game with your family. Or a newbie. Queen City Disc Golf is the spot for everything disc golf. Oh, man, you be chopping broccoli, bro. Shop from all the big brands. Axiom, MVP, Latitude 64, Westside, and more. Plus all the accessories, too. Enjoy nature. Be with your friends. Have fun. And it's low impact on these knees. I got my snapback. I got my Ray-Bans. Let's go. Want to take your disc golf game up a notch? Talk to Adam at Queen City Disc Golf. Be with your people. Yeah, bro. Tree love. Check the website for monthly deals. You know, I love a good deal. Queen City Disc Golf is in the Green Hill Shopping Center. Or shop online at queencitydiscgolfcincy.com. Yeah, bro. It's time for the jingle. Queen City Disc Golf Cincy.com. Queen City Disc Golf Cincy.com. <laughs> yeah. Shaw. That's amazing. There you have it. That was fabulous acting by Tim Timmerman himself. Wow. I've never he- hear Hardens quite I'm like that. Far away yeah, from that I'm gonna have to get days. some custom stamps on this. Say I'm shopping broccoli. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I did you a lot of too. I did a lot of research. You know, when you throw the disc and you get it in the trees and branches fall down, that's chopping broccoli. Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah, you throw it too low. Low, it's a worm burner. Oh man. Oh god. That's I, so I wish funny. I would have known these going in. 
Awesome. Yeah, I probably should have gave you guys more, but it was awesome. I appreciate oh. it. Shopping broccoli. That's great. And we have it for you at WKRQ.com. Click Jeff and Jen and then the mom and pop button, and you can listen to it. And we have a link over to your website as well. That wow. sounds great. Thank you. All right, buddy. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks. Hey, Our thank pleasure. You. It's great talking to you. I'll learn a yeah, thing you or too. two. All right, have a great weekend. <laughs> you too. Take it easy. Bye-bye. <laughs> Well, you know, if you're a, a disc golf person and you didn't really know that there was an actual store that is for you, now you do. Now, now you, you do. Know. Yeah. Now you know. Uh, this is kind of brilliant and, well, kind of weird. <laughs> but women are now adding fake second belly buttons to their stomach. Nope. Why? The idea is to make their legs look longer. So this became a thing in China where you buy these temporary tattoos that look like belly buttons. Are they innies or outies? Um, I guess innie would probably work better, but I imagine they have both. And the idea is that you put one, one of these temporary tattoos on your stomach a few inches above your actual Belly button. I gotta okay. pull this up. This What's is, it called? And again? then what do you do? You fill in your your belly no, button. No, you cover your real one with a high waisted skirt okay. or pants. Right. Oh, oh. oh, I thought we were looking at two. No, so if you okay. you're not looking at two, but if you wear a crop top or anything that shows your stomach, it creates an optical illusion. Your waist looks higher. So your legs look longer. Oh, okay. So this makes more sense to me now. So if you have like a lower cropped pant. Yep. So that's, so it's kind of like you pull it down to yes, make. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. Okay. And they're and actually. I had to see it to really understand. Watching the video demonstration here. Well, that's just weird. And <laughs> so these women in China, they buy these sheets of temporary belly button tattoos. <laughs> and they can always reapply them. Once they wear off, and you can buy them here in the U.S. too, your Walmart's or uh, Walmart's websites got them. Oh yeah, okay. Huh. I bet the Wish app has them. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, and here's the crazy: those temporary tattoos are somewhat convincing. Some women also think the temporary tattoos look cuter than their actual belly button, which no. is another reason why they're so popular. Huh. Oh boy. Okay. If we got time in our day to do these kinds of things, why not? That's a weird one, y'all. <laughs> it's something I probably would have done in my 20s. Probably. Oh, yeah. You know, if I were wearing the little crop top. I mean, that's where it's going to take off first is Florida. For sure. <laughs> Without a doubt. No doubt. Yeah. We did all kinds of things in Florida. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I have really short legs. I never really noticed that. Like, what's your pant leg length? 32? Yes. Okay, I was going to say, because I feel like 34 is like norm, right? For most guys, the I'm length. A 30. The length is a 30? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You both have short legs. Yeah. I have a long torso. That's like, what, so does he. So do I. Longer than I think most people have. See, I got long legs. Like, I'm like a short to- torso long legger. But I know that every time I shave them, I really feel it. I'm just like, Jesus. Jen used to say that I got a long back with a crack down the middle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's because you don't have a booty. Yeah. It is interesting, though. Like right. Certain shirts I buy, if they go in the dryer once, like it's now a belly shirt. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. That's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I was going to say, you need to get those untucket shirts because those, I think, are measured on your torso, right? I think they are. Those are the ones that pop up on my Instagram feed. Yeah. There's a store at Kenwood. Or there used to be. I haven't been there in a hot minute. Uh, Here's a little flashback Friday for you. We use credit or debit cards pretty much everywhere we go, right? Yes. I'll tell you, I've made a decision, too. I don't like this parking crap where you have to go onto a website to pay for your parking in parking lots. Agreed. You don't like the parking app? It's a pain in the butt. I like the app. I don't like when they take you to a different website. Yes, I keep getting the ones where I, and then I have to stand there in the parking lot and fill out all this information and put in my credit card. Really? Why can't there just be a guy standing here that I can hand a 20 to and be done? Oh, I did. See, I what do I use? I use the uh, what do I you have? You use here? Easy Park or the Cincy Park? Yeah, I use Park. Cincy Easy Park. Yep. It's the easiest thing ever. I got my information already saved. Yeah, it takes two seconds. What she's talking about is a lot of the lots downtown, like private lots that are oh. private lots. Yeah, they are not paying for parking attendants anymore. So you go over and they have like a QR code that yep. you scan, which opens a separate web page yeah. where you have to go in and put in what day it is. How how your long you're going to be there? Plate. Your license plate number. Yeah, then you your home your address. address yeah, because your credit card. Yeah, oh, your billing info in. Pain in the. It butt. is a huge pain in the Let's butt. Let's go back to the big metal thin box with the little slits that you just oh, push yeah. a five dollar bill into. <laughs> the honor system. Yeah, remember those? <laughs> yeah. Now at Fountain Square, and in the uh, what's the building? It it's with uh, it's got Mita's. Uh, a room. Oh, uh, oh Maplewood Kitchen. Yeah, but I can is. never remember what that building is called. The yeah. numbers, the numbers building. It is those are those are easy. You just go to the machine in the lobby and you stick your credit card in and it spits out your ticket and you just swipe it and get out of there. Jeff, we'll call that the Kroger coupon building. Right. Because that's what they do there. <laughs> it used to be done Hummy a million yeah. years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, now it's something else. I can I can never remember that's that. That's not my favorite garage, to be honest. It's somewhat challenging to like figure out all the levels. Oh, really? Yeah. I had no problem. No. Yeah, because I often will work like a holiday market or something, and I park in that garage. I'm like, where am I? Because <laughs> oh. it lets you out depending on where you get on the elevator. It lets you out sometimes different places. Well, there's two elevator bays. It's, that's what I'm saying, yeah, though. There's one on 5th and one on 6th. Correct. So my challenge with that is, did I take the 6th elevator this time or was I on 5th? I don't know because I was likely running late and just ran to where I needed to be. Um, no, yeah. see, I'm like... I'm like Jacob. You're, you know where your car is? Uh, I have a, I have somewhat of a sense. Probably oh, not yeah. as good as Jacob's, but I got a fairly decent sense of direction. Yeah. But anyway, I brought up credit cards because the idea of using your credit card for things like fast food mm-hmm. is so foreign to so many, was so foreign to so many people back in the day that when it first happened, people were like, wait, What? I can use a credit card when I go to Burger King? (laughs) That's so weird. I know. Here's the crazy thing is when you get that little statement at the end of of the year that the bank separates, here's much, how much you spent on gas. Here's how much you spent in apparel. Here's how much you spent at food spots. And you're like, Mm. oh, my God, that number. Yeah. Yeah. It also explains the scale. You're like, well, it makes sense now. Yeah. Well, 30 years ago... In 1993, Burger King shocked customers 
by starting to accept credit cards. And it was so new, so innovative, so shocking to some people, it actually made the news. The home of the Whopper is offering cash or credit. I think it's pretty bad if you have to use a credit card when you go to a fast food restaurant for something as little as $3.10. Burger King bosses say workers won't have to figure out how much change the customer gets back. I just hope it doesn't slow <laughs> things down at the cash and carry that people are going to be having to call New York and get the uh, confirmation or, you know, whatever it is. Because when I want a Whopper, I want it now. This another way to spend money. I'm sure it'll work for people on vacation when they don't have to do something, but I can't imagine it working on a day-to-day basis here. <laughs> I can't imagine it working know, on a day-to-day God. basis. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. Now we're funny. using it at, at, at you know, paying for, for a parking. Dollar. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't have any cash on us. Right. That parking meter with the a time. credit card machine in it. Mm-hmm. And Burger King started it all. Your way right away. That's right, BK. Burger King now. Yeah. But, you know, one thing I was really impressed with is in the beginning, it was actually pretty quick until the chip came along and you had to stick it in there and wait and wait and wait. I mean, now it's faster because of the tap. Mm-hmm. But you notice now that, like, if you have to insert your card so that it can read the chip, yeah. oh, it's yeah. just, it feels like a life. It just takes, feels like it takes forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially at the gas pump. That's when I really feel it the most. Because A, I stop hating. I hate stopping to get gas. So when I'm there, I want it to just be like, bam. And it doesn't work that way. I'm just so glad. I know it. I'm just so glad at the pumps and at ATMs that they make you take your card out before they process the card. Because I would leave mine. Oh, yeah. You know, I've driven away or more Mm -hmm. times than I've wanted to. And. Yeah, and then you're just screwed. Remember the good old days when your mom would take you to Sears for back-to-school shopping, and they'd she'd use the card, and they'd get out. They'd Sears, have to, the Sears charge plate. They'd have yes. to go under the <laughs> under the counter, and yeah. they'd get out the thing and smack it on the counter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what paper. was so awesome like, about oh, okay, that? Okay, this really works. Okay. Is it always went through? Because it did. They didn't oh, yeah. run the card. Yeah, so there was no electronic. If check. you were already maxed out, didn't matter. Of course, you would know that information. <laughs> <laughs> I heard. That's funny. Something. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.